Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming CEO AF podcast. I'm your host, Kemba Garcia. And I am your co-host, Amanda Bell. Today, we have such a special human in my life here with us today. Super excited to have him. So I've actually been on Mike's podcast twice, the Big Stud podcast. Um, Everybody in the world knows him as Mike Claudio. To me, he will forever be Magic Mike. Welcome to the show, sir. (laughs) Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Finally get to, you know, repay the favor of being a guest on your podcast. Well, I feel like it's a favor that you're here, to be honest with you. I know that you are book solid tight. So any time I get penciled in on your calendar, I really, truly, I know I joke with you about your calendar all the time, but I truly am grateful for the minutes that I get on it. So I do appreciate you being here, Mike. So super excited to have you here with us today, Mike. So- no, it's, I'm excited. It's been something I've been looking forward to. And you know, we've, it's we, having you back on mine a second time was cool to like just talk about the journey on how far we've come. Like, yes. Neither one of us could have pictured where we are now three years ago. And both of our, we thought we were busy then, yeah. which is the funny part. Yeah. Now we're at a whole nother level. So that, I'm excited about that having podcast some time was to one hang of out with you guys. Yeah, it's so much fun. And it always is with you. And that last podcast that we did together has been one of my favorite podcasts that I've done in a while because it truly was just a very organic reflection right of like of how far we've come of how our friendship developed of why we're even sitting here today and how much we truly influence each other's journey along the way and so that's why I'm super excited to have you here you've been such an influential part of my journey Um, I think that's been reciprocated both ways in our friendship which is why we we've developed this little this little soul vibe if you will and that's what we were even talking before we jumped on here live that when are we going to get to hang out we don't know it doesn't matter we'll circle back to it it'll be like nothing ever changed We just truly developed um, that connection, and I'm super grateful for that. Honestly, guys, I recommend that y'all slide on over to the Big Stud podcast as your next podcast after this one and listen to that episode because it's truly a super fun one. But, Mike, what do you got today? Like, currently in today's world, right, what is, with all the moving pieces that you have, man, which you are just going all the ways, um, what would you say is the thing that's making you feel the most passionate about right now in terms of the different projects that you have going on in your life? I mean, the biggest, like more fulfilling kind of like proud dad thing right now is like watching the coaches on my team evolve and get more confident. You know, for me to scale a one-on-one coaching company, you have to have people that believe in themselves enough to get on a call control the authority, have influence and be able to articulate their information and their knowledge in, a, in an absorbable way. Right. That's, yep. that's what I'm trying to accomplish growing this mission and growing this thing. And so, you know, we had our first conference big last week and we I seeing someone to speak from stage for the first time, seeing them trying to get the fulfillment from impacting and changing people's lives. Like I know you guys have know that feeling, right? Like you have that yeah. light bulb moment for one of your clients and you're like, I know for a fact that person will never be the same because I got over myself and was able to get on this call and deliver them information that changed their life. Like that's a rare thing to actually see. And so I get to watch it from the client perspective because I still have clients, but watching the coaches that we brought onto the team, because we promote from within, like we promote customer to coach, right? Yep. And so seeing them from like broken, distraught, miserable, shut the business down to thriving businesses and having time to then now take on this authority role and watching them just the joy and excitement that they have and the giddiness for that like first time that they see they change somebody's life um that's no that's got me amped up right now 
think we can relate to that so hard, can't we, yes, sister? So hard. We do the same thing, Mike. We promote we promote clients to coaches, the one that really implement the curriculum and and crush it and get mm-hmm. in there, and then to develop out our because it's almost cool as a coach to then coach the leaders, you know, because then you develop out what is your coaching. Um, what does that training look like for, for the coaches? How'd they do, man? How'd the event go? I'm sure just seeing them up on stage, like, were they nervous? Did they crush it? What did that look like? So pretty much all of them were like really nervous going in. What I saw happen was the team come together in like that borrowed confidence, right? Like you've ever been on like a, a good team or a sports team when like, you're like, well, everybody else believes in me a whole lot. So I might as well believe in me too. Right. And I yeah. think there was this, borrowed confidence from the from just the team as a whole where everybody believed in the other person kind of more than themselves and then around the school so well that everybody got enough of it so like most people were nervous getting on stage because there was about 70 75 people there which is a big audience for someone who's never been on stage before like i did the stage right like we had a we had the stage we had the tvs we had banners we had all this stuff right so it was a a production yeah and so for me it it was just like another day right but yeah for them, it was this kind of like coming out season of like, I can do this. And the minute they started talking, like when I know you know what I mean, the minute you kind of like through that, I actually know what I'm talking about. And then it's just like, and it just comes out. And you're just like, you just, and like you walk off stage, you're like, I have no idea what I just said. I have no idea what happened. I kind of blacked out for a little bit, but I'm still here and I did it. And so if you look at the team picture I posted from last week, if you just go through that picture, Every single person in that photo just has a perspective and look of pride on their face from what they were able to do individually to what we were able to accomplish as a team overall with our first conference that we've ever thrown. It was just an incredible, it was like bonding through just pure fear and anxiety and (laughs) everybody overcoming that kind of across the team and seeing that success happen. was, uh, we crushed it. I mean, there's no, there's absolutely crushed it. I'm truthfully not surprised. And Amanda, we're going to borrow that term because there's sometimes I may need to borrow some confidence from you, sister. Borrowed confidence. <laughs> Borrowed I'm- confidence. I I absolutely love that. And really, you know, with our coaches, it's so funny because they'll say, you know, oh, I don't really know if I'm a good public speaker. And I'm like, man, just get up there and send it from your heart, right? <laughs> like just truly send it from your heart. And that's the blackout that you're talking about. It's like, well, truthfully, I just let source, I let God just kind of speak through me for the talents that I have. I just got up there and I was a vessel for that. And so I don't really remember what I said, but I probably crushed it. Cause you can't always feel when you walk off stage, like, oh, I just did a really good job. I'm not really sure what I said, but I did a really good it job saying good. it felt good. Yeah. yeah. The energy in the room feels really great as I walk off the stage. Yeah. I'm so proud of you guys. And you did do that stage, right? I think I might've sent a picture to Amanda talking about, um, you know, as we're jumping more into events, cause that's something that we're getting, we're getting jumping more into this year. So I love the way, I love the way that you set that up. Congratulations, Mike. I think it's Thank you. Yeah, I would highly suggest, you know, having a stage. It really helps create some just perspective of authority that allows the audience to feel more interested in the information. Because we had a very large, we had about 80% of the attendees were not clients. And that's a real, that was a surprising statistic. So they didn't really know what to, a lot of them just didn't know what to expect. So having that stage, it allows even the people who have never been on stage before still to carry some authority. So the information that they share is 
received more effectively than well who's this guy just on the same level of the floor i'm at and like can i, I can't really see him around the person in front of me and so having even a small stage makes a huge difference well i love that I do like write that down i want to loop back to something else that you said at the beginning of this um because you're talking about impact <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny i know <laughs> you missed me uh, so we were talking about but you brought up impact, and I just know that that's such a, a core value of yours, right? It's just impact. You're always about how can I impact? How can I influence? How can I leave this room changed from when I walked in it, right? And I saw you do something very early on, and this is something else that I'm kind of dabbling in right now. So I was excited because I don't get a ton of time on Mike's calendar. I'm about to take what I can get for what I want to learn, and anybody listening can experience <laughs> this with me, okay? So diving into... A 501c. One of the things that I've always admired yeah. about you is you not only did you jump in full force into a for-profit company, WinRate, WinRate Consulting, you also mm -hmm. dove straight headfirst into launching a 501c, a nonprofit company, and you didn't do that small. I mean, you jumped in and instantly your 501c is nationwide. You are impacting thousands of kids around the country. And I'll let you share a little bit about it, but um, I just want to kind of toot the horn for a second on this 501C because your entire brand is really built around, for for my lack of better terms, because I'm not into it, but like sports, right? Like it's all about winning. Yeah. It's all about winning. Yeah. Um, and so, and you have, you know, it's all about being the champion and that and that's your theme. And you follow that over into your 501C with champion shoes, and so for anybody that's not familiar with this 501C, what they do is they supply shoes for kids that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford the footwear that they need for the sports that they play. So, and that just gives me chills mm -hmm. to even say because Robbie actually used to play football in his Nikes sliding around the field because his family couldn't afford cleats. He had to go mow grass and, and make his own money to be able to afford his own cleats. So when I look at the impact that you're making with the kids across the country, it's not just the footwear that they have on their feet. It's the experience that they get from being on that team. What you were just talking about, about that borrowed confidence, right, that comes from being on a really great team. And without this 501C in place, a lot of these kids just wouldn't be able to get the experience because they wouldn't have what's required to actually go out on the field and be part of the team. So if you'll talk a little bit about that mike i'm super interested as we dive into our own next steps of impact right and and formulate formulating out a nonprofit company like what your advice would be for me knowing me so well jumping into a 501c knowing i also probably don't want to do it super small right so it definitely like you said we started this thing we created this concept we had the idea it was this small desirable outcome initially when we first launched it and then it just like took wave, right? Just because of the audience I had, the people I was around, the people that want to play a role in what we were doing. It kind of just like, it became a movement because of the effort to start, but like the audience made it something special. And so, you know, what I would tell you right now is don't start one. <laughs> like, and, I, and I mean okay. that from a, from a really good place. Like it is very time consuming and it's very cumbersome from a, legality and compliance perspective to operate a nonprofit. 
you know, it, it's it's a lot more than just like moving money around. There's a lot of reporting. There's a lot of board meetings, a lot of documentation, a lot of things that go into executing a nonprofit to to maintain your nonprofit um, staff, the state and with the IRS. And so for most people, maybe specifically, but most people, I would say, go find an organization you can get behind and give them what you want to give time, money, effort, relationships things, whatever, like go find somebody who's already has the systems and processes in place and give them, you, you can picture giving your own nonprofit because there's so much you don't know about running a nonprofit, yeah. right? So if you're like, Oh, I'm going to impact kids or I'm going to be, I want to donate money or I want to put my money to use, like go find somebody who has the systems and processes in place already and the head count in place already. Mm-hmm. So just go deliver that value that you are envisioning as your give back to a nonprofit. That being said, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people out there who want to support something they believe in and trust, right? So for Kimba to build something, your audience will trust that you're going to use the money intelligently, smartly, with integrity, Mm -hmm. you know, maximizing the impact. And so a lot of people just support me because they're like, I want to give money, but I don't trust these bigger organizations who give such a small percentage to the actual mission. You know, right. Tiff and I, we don't take money from the business, right? Like the nonprofit. We don't like I probably put 100 hours a year into that business, Kimba, for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot. That's a lot when I'm already, you know, I don't have extra time as it is, right? And so am I grateful that I did it? Yes. Have I learned a lot? Yes. Have I, would I do it again? Honestly, probably not. Like I would go find an organization that's doing something close and like put the same amount of money and effort into it and allow them to do behind the scenes, the management, the the leadership, the hiring, the firing, the SOP documentation, but then the frustration steps in, right? Like no one's going to run a business as good as Kimball wants to see it run, right? So then you have to just be willing to say, I'm going to make this sacrifice now and accept a little bit less than I want. Maybe I'll just coach them for free if they want it as opposed to like building it and hiring people and filling out the documents and doing the board meetings and getting everything together. And like, there's just so much time that goes into executing a nonprofit that has nothing to do with the impact you want to make. And that's the part I know going into. I just thought I'm going to build a business because the way a nonprofit is created, you just build a business and then submit some forms to get marked as a nonprofit. It's it's just, so it's just a business. Yeah. So I was like, build the business, get the bank accounts, do the thing, get the people, get the thing, send some shoes. Cool. But there's like, that's like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to effort that goes into running a nonprofit. Um, but overall we've impacted over 5,000 kids in the last few years, which wouldn't have happened otherwise. And that's, that's worth it. It's all, yeah, it's, it's a thousand percent worth it. And I just love how transparent you just were about that, which I knew that you would be, which is why I asked the question. And I'm like, well, he will shoot me straight. And I love that. So when, (laughs) when building out um, the 501C, because those are the things that I really wanted. Those are the things that I was hoping that you would say, right? Is that it's not always just as easy as just doing the things like to have a nonprofit that doesn't have to pay taxes. Like there are the things that come along with it. Right. And a lot of people are familiar with that at an LLC level. Very few people, well, I say very few people, but let's say less people that do that at an LLC level, understand that at an S corp level. And then when you mosey on over to being a 501 C obviously those board meetings and the documents that you have to fill out change. 
And that's the piece that I didn't know what that looks like. But I was like, Mike definitely does know what that looks like. Now, my my vision and the other thing that I just wanted to chat about real quick is there's two different types too, right? You have like a charity and then a foundation. And yours as a charity, you yeah. guys are out there doing the work. I mean, you're buying the shoes. I see Tiffany buying the shoes. She is at Academy. She is buying the shoes. Yeah. The kids are out in the warehouse wrapping the boxes. You guys are handwriting, sending out cards. Like you guys are a full-blown <laughs> charity yeah. that you're on the ground doing the work. Um, a foundation is a type, from my understanding, is the type of 501c that supports charities, right? So just some things for, for people to think about. The way that the way that my heart sees mine going and however we structure it, we structure it. But it is to do what you said, to get behind great people that I know are putting the money in a really great place and that are spreading what we're going to call agape, like God's love, just out there being God's volunteers on this planet and just getting behind their mission mm-hmm. by being able to offer financial aid and or time and volunteers. Like how great is it if we could send in somebody to help wrap the shoes, right? It's like just to get some of that off of um, that team's back. And that's really what we're looking to do is just to be able to support great people like you that are out doing the things because I know that it is hours and hours. Honestly, you know, coaching is too. I'm sure you do too. I coach a lot more than I invoice for. You know what I'm saying? It's it's truly become a it's truly become a give back project for me. And I know that you put so much time, not just you, but your entire family, your wife, your children, the weekends, um, into into this organization. And I think that it's really important that we do talk about the behind the scenes of that as an entrepreneur, as a father, as a husband, cutting in time for that when you could just go support somebody else with what you have to give and not overextend, you know, if that's, if the, if people listen and need to be mindful of that, I think that's such an important perspective. So I can appreciate, literally appreciate the shit out of that, man. Thank you. And and so one thing I would suggest for anybody thinking about getting involved or starting one is something I wanted was the social proof side of it like the proof of the impact, right? Because you send a check, it doesn't feel like anything, right? It's just another invoice you sent, right? Yeah. So the it is, so we put pre-posted like cards and every box, kids can practice gratitude and send back a thing. I have thousands of these thank you cards that are handwritten from kids back to us about like what the shoes meant to them. And like, that shit tears me up. Sometimes you get some that like, Hey, without this, I couldn't have done this. Or I, you know, I loved my first day of school because I was able to wear my new shoes. And like, I have thousands of these pre-posted thank you cards, you know, allowing kids to practice gratitude. You can kind of see some on the wall back here. These are some of my favorite ones that I put on the wall. So I can read them every day. It's like part of my vision board strategy is just like, look at the fucking impact we're making. Yeah. Like it does. It may not seem like a lot because it's annoying and it's frustrating, but like, so we also put a handwritten card in every box that says, we believe you are capable of go be a champion. I can get one kid to put that in his bathroom mirror every day and change the future of his life family. It's worth all the hours. And I have to remind myself of that regularly because there is many a Sundays. I'm like, the fuck I want to go to Academy and pick up 300 <laughs> pairs of shoes and have to wrap this shit, and get it organized and get it shipped out. And it's like, but then you read this. Why? that's why it's worth, that's why God placed that on me. That's why I have this to put in extra effort that most people won't because of this. And so like, I'm like everybody else. There's days I don't want to do my fucking job. 
I mean, like, I just don't want to coach today. I, I'm broken, sad, tired, emotional. I don't want to have to be your support bunny. I want to <laughs> fucking go crawl in a hole. But then you look at, like, you look at the the impact and the lives that you change when you can just get over yourself and do the work anyway. Yeah. And I bet, it's the constant reminder as to, like, why we do this. I so those little The social cards. proof is a really big part. If you're, if you're going to be a part of any nonprofit, I would highly suggest the social proof side of it. I bet those little cards and those kids' mirrors are more impactful than the shoes themselves are, though. You're absolutely right. Like, for somebody to read that and say, I can become a champion, and to set that mantra in. So I'm like, I'm super grateful that God did lay that on your heart because of all those little souls that are being heavily impacted. And you have to admit, Mike, that that is, that feels a little bit better than another, another zero in the bank account all day long. Oh yeah, it, it definitely in for the money. You know, like Tiff and I have a target. We, you know, last year and this year, our goal is to donate a hundred thousand dollars each year. And so, like, it's definitely not for the money in the bank account. No, it's yeah. definitely like, hey, we've been blessed. We've been honored to have the ability to impact many, to hoard that and not let it flow out to bring value. Like, it just seems irresponsible, you know. And it seems like it's just like not the right approach or mindset to the money management side. Is like, I. I, I don't deserve this money, so let's go do something good with it. Because I don't need it. Like, look, I have nice things. I'm not going to minimize. I have nice cars. I have a nice house. I have a pool. I have a great family. We have the lifestyle we want. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm not motivated by Lamborghinis and yachts and planes. And, like, I'm not against it. I don't think it's stupid. It just make me excited. Right. And so the money in the bank account would just, is just a scoreboard that's irrelevant because no one ever actually going to see it. So like, yeah. why keep it? Yeah, I, I just absolutely love that, Mike. That's super beautiful. You guys always set such high goals, but what's even more important than that is that you always hit them. So there's no doubt in my mind that you will 1000% donate $100,000 this year. Like we can just already say that's already done. Cause that's just yeah. the way you, Kimba, you have watched me say some crazy ass shit that I'm going to do or have and just follow through on it. 100%. And it's just like, it almost takes the fun out of it. Cause you're like, not surprised. You're like, Oh yeah, there's another target knocked off. Like he did say he was going to do that and he did it. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just absolutely love that Mike. So do you have anything else? Like, so going on, going in the world today, right. With all the different things that we have going on. And having such a special mission on your soul to leave this impact in this time, in this place right now, right? Because you know this about me, but I undeniably believe that we chose to come, our souls have chose to come in this day, in this time with purpose. And we're, I'm saying that during a time when shit's kind of weird, you know what I mean? Just a couple different ways in the economy and with business. And, and we're here, both of us, Amanda, the three of us are all here. Um, and we're coaching the leaders. We're coaching people that are out there influencing and impacting every day, the everyday people, right? All the people inside of their organizations. Um, is there anything that you would say to, I, I know for us, it's a, it, that's a, that's a lot to carry on your shoulders right there. Like you understand that you are coaching the people that have chose to come here in this day and this time to raise the vibration of the planet. They came here to be leaders. They came here to be movers and shakers. They came here to leave this impact. A lot of them are listening right now and they're feeling the same calling that you're feeling. And they're like, why the fuck am I doing this? And it's because God's telling you to, so it's not an option. It's not about the money. It's about 
what your intuition and your soul calling is is putting on you. And there's a lot of people out there that are feeling that right now, man. And you're talking about get out there and do the work anyway. And they're like, oh, Mike, do I have to, right? And especially when it comes to the things that God's calling us to do, that's not putting zeros in the bank account because he does. I, like I said, I coach a lot more than I invoice for. I know you do. I know Amanda does. And so what do you say to those people? What would you say to those people, you know, right now that are that are just really resonating with what we're talking about and are asking themselves, why are they getting up and doing it? Whether in their business, their 501c, whatever that is, but whatever the mission is on your heart, someday when it's not about money, there has to be something to connect it back to. So, so what would you say to those movers and shakers of today's world? Well, it... it I'm going to try to get this in the next four minutes. So because it's not just about impact. It's not just just about 501. It's not just about money. Like people struggle showing up as a husband or wife. People struggle showing up as a, as a father or mother Mm -hmm. struggle showing up as a son or a brother. People have this hard time showing up fully as themselves most of the time in most avenues. And I believe it's because we lie to ourselves and it's not blatant lies. It's not you suck asshole. It's partial truths. It's no one cares what I have to say. Uh, someone's already doing that. It's, you know, you know, I'm good, but I'm not great. It's, it's, that might not go perfectly. And it's these false truths. It's these partial truths. It's these, I want that, but that, but is when you start lying to yourself or you start, or you minimizing the impact, you start minimizing your power. You start overemphasizing the negatives and undervaluing the wins. And like those partial truths is what keeps people in the boring ass like you, you say just enough to make sure you're not depressed, but you also do just enough to make sure you're never happy. <laughs> and it's like, keep it in your own because you're lying. Yeah. Your gut, anxiety and depression are warning signs that you are outside of integrity with who you know you're supposed to be mm-hmm. or who you're supposed to be around or what you're supposed to be doing. And the louder it gets, the farther away you are because you ignore it. Or let me fill that with porn. Let me fill that with drugs. Let me fill that with alcohol. Let me fill that with this girl in the DMs. Let me fill that over here with some bullshit that never fits. And you just keep chasing bad, you know, because the internet and the world and marketing is about, you know, preying on your weaknesses. And so you just go down that rabbit hole because it feels the easiest. You think it's going to work and it's not. The only thing that's going to work is you being 100% dedicated to living your life 100% in alignment with what you feel and believe. And as long as you keep minimizing your wins as if they're not important and overemphasizing your losses just enough to never be happy, you will live in the middle. And if I, one of the best ways I've heard this is like a heartbeat. There's ups and downs on the journey. The minute that you stay in the middle, you flatline and die. Like who you are supposed to be dies. Fucking. We do this like hire themselves to make themselves protect others or make people feel okay or make themselves clear. It's just a bunch of lies. So my advice to somebody who feels like they're underperforming on their mission is stop pretending. Stop minimizing, stop overemphasizing, just be truthful with yourself on the facts and then go take aggressive, massive action on it. Then win fast and win often, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Zero doubt. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful, Mike, and so true, right? Just live in alignment with your purpose, understanding that God put that on your purpose for a reason and that when you minimize who you're being called to be, 
it's not even about you, right? Like that's the biggest thing that God keeps telling me right now. It's like, Kimba, this really isn't about you. So I need you to stop worrying about that. I need you to stop worrying about the capabilities that you don't think you have or worrying about, you know, all these different things. Like just follow your intuition. That is me guiding you and stay in alignment with that path. And everything's going to be great. And having some fun doing it is the is the cool part that I hear both of you guys talking about. Because the truth is, is, if you're going to have to live, you guys have heard us say this, if you're going to have to live this life and you know that's your calling and you know that's your purpose and you know that's the direction you're supposed to be going and you're waking up and you're doing the things that feel good and you're only stepping in those directions, I promise you, you're going to have fun doing it. So let yourself have that fun, okay? It's safe. You're safe to have that fun. It's just new and different experiences that you are trying out along the way. So it's not familiar. Have fun with that unfamiliar. Make make it familiar, right? Make it familiar. That's one of our core values, sister. Have fun. We're have already fun. here. We're doing the things. Have Let's fun. have fun. I love it so much. And Kimba, sister, do you know how we can get uh, these guys to, one, not only show Mike some love and support, but to give this you guys already know if you felt something here today and you learned something, which I know you did, talking to Mike Claudio today. I did. I was massively impressed with Mike. Mike's so great. He's one of my – he's a, tr truly one of my favorite people. I would have to agree. Yeah. I would have to agree. Mike, I always have too much fun with Mike. The 30 minutes we got in with you, Mike, have been absolutely fantastic. He actually has to keep me in check. He'll be like, Kimba, we do have things to do. And I'm like, but I'm having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I have so much Luckily, he has such great time management skills that he does uh, keep it between the lines for me. So I am grateful. But guys, y'all can, um, you can find Mike honestly anywhere. Uh, he is all over the place on the social medias. Look up Mike Claudio. You can head over to winrateconsulting.com to find out more about Mike's events. He really has kicked off some pretty cool quarterly events and stuff that he's got going on. Um, a championshoes.org if you want to support all the hours that Mike is currently putting into his nonprofit. I know I know for sure that we know, love, and trust those people and that the money 100% goes back to the shoes, which we are super grateful for. So if you are being called today to leave an impact, right, and you, and you want to be able to do something, but maybe you don't want to go through everything that Mike's gone through or do quite as, you don't have maybe that much to give, but you can afford a pair of shoes, right, head over to achampionshoes.org and let's show these kids some love. Thank you guys so much, and we would really appreciate it. If you would just go ahead and click the share button. Anytime we bring powerful guests on like Mike, we like to make sure that we get that to as many ears possible so that we can create, continue to create that impact. And for everybody that hears this message, may just head over to the website, buy another pair of shoes. So don't let the ripple effect end with you. We love you guys so much. And between now and next time, stay CELAF. Bye.